Welcome to Reclaim Your A-Game. I'm your host, Christine Franklin. I'm a best-selling author and firm believer that we all deserve to live lives full of joy and show up as the best version of ourselves in every area. Beyond awards and accolades, being on your A-game is about being mindful of what makes you feel your best and settling for nothing less. My guest today is a man on a mission. Nathaniel Evans has a background as an advocate. And I have to tell you, he knows what it feels like to have his life hanging in the balance. Having navigated the court and prison systems, he helps all of us to think differently about the social constructs that can chip away at our essence. Nathaniel inspires me because I view him as an unwavering action taker. He believes that life is to be lived to the fullest and that people are able to change the course of their lives. And I absolutely love that. Welcome, Nathaniel. I'm so glad that you're here because I know we have so much to talk about and I cannot wait to hear your story. The floor yeah. is going to be yours because I know you have so much to share. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Uh, like you said, Nathaniel Evans, it's definitely a pleasure to be here. So you are a big proponent of having balance in your life. And I am too. So I'm really curious about how you came to this place where you think consciously about balance. Hmm. I've always kind of like had a structure for my life when I was young, but without really knowing what that structure is, you know what I mean? It's basically like just, just living according to the structure that life gives you, especially when you, you tap into certain things spiritually that you don't even know that you're tapping into it actually gives you a sense of direction without you even realizing the sense of direction. And when you take it for granted, you'll lose that sense of direction. And now you have to map it out, you know what I mean? Basically on a physiological level, right? You know, on a metaphysical level, you got to try, now you got to try to write down your thoughts or your concepts or your next step here, next step here when you don't realize that these steps are already naturally just given to you from within but when you don't pay attention to them now you have to really sit down and like rebalance everything right so i've learned this through my different travels you know me being in the communities you know me in the criminology field you know me going into the prison systems and navigating those type of systems and even run into a lot of professionals that was in those systems that was supposedly there to, you know, bring forth change, but they was there to enforce a certain structure that was placing put in place that I didn't know about before I was born. I always think about things like that, like these structures and systems that I found myself in when I was younger, they existed before I was created. So they already got an upper hand on me because they already been there. Right. So even when you got people in a the life, they come in, and they say, I'm going to change this. If you see a model that I've been working for 500 years, a thousand years, and you got your little mediocre, because we say 100 years, but we really don't live 100 years because we're not conscious for the whole 100 years. Most people, if they die before 100, they haven't been conscious for the whole 100 years. A lot of times their consciousness might take place when they're 20 and 30 years old. So that's basically you only live. Maybe in that system, you might only live, I would say, 40 years. Because when you get like 70 years old, 80 years old, 90 years old, a lot of people are no longer in those movements that they were in when they was in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. By the time they get to their 60s or 70s, they exited out. 
they they push out of the room. They don't have that 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 fresh thought or that fresh concept that's required for them to continue on that path or or that energy. So my balance came from losing my balance. Is where my balance came from. You know, when when you see that your balance is is not what you wanted to be or how you used to move, now you have to become more conscientious of how I'm going to move forward and what's going to be the most important things for my life. Because you may think that this thing here you have, like you say, your car might be important for your life until the car burn up and you're trying to get out the car. Like you're not saying so. Like, like the car is no longer important because like I got it. I got to get outside this car. Like, what if I make it out the car? I'm like, oh, look what happened to my car. But as I'm going through the motion, like I'm, I'm not concerned myself with the car anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I look at my life as that vehicle. Like, I take my life to different places just to see if I'm a good fit. It's like, it's like being a part of a puzzle. Like, am I a good fit from this place I actually put myself in? These people that I meet, are they a good fit for me? Are they going? Are they a part of the equation? You know, am I on the outskirts of the board or am I in the midst of the board? Like, where where's my life at in these different spaces that I find myself in? And why do I actually take myself into different spaces or connect with different people? What's going to be the overall outcome? You know what I mean for the matter. I used to go through this whole. This is normal. This is just what I have to do to get through the day. This is the way it's going to be. And then at some point I realized I didn't like how it was going to be. <laughs> I didn't mm -hmm. want it to be like that anymore. And I had to really end up being stressed out and feel the effect on my health and all of that to get to that place. So I probably wasn't at the rock, rock bottom, but I was close. Yeah. Close enough. I wanted to get out and turn things around for sure. So yeah. what is it for you that sparked something in you? I mean, you said it the best. It's like when, when something is attacking your life, you know, and trying to strip, you know, that essence from you and you become aware of this taking place. You're like, oh, hold on, hold on. What's happening? What's happening? I got to I got to get something together like this. This this can't go on. And I found myself in a situation like that where, you know, I was fighting for my life. I was in the court system. And I was told by the judge that I had no rights. Like, I I had no rights. I had no hearsay to what was going on. And I was like, well, you know, I just read one of your law library books, you know, when I went to the law library, you know, and it told me that I have these type of rights. And I need to, I want to enforce these rights that I actually learned, I just learned about. But it wasn't until my, it was like my life was being actually stripped from me that I realized that I have a right to survive. I have a right to exist, right? I have a right to, to be the best individual in the world that I actually possibly can be, regardless of who determines that I'm not able to do so, or who determines that I don't have the right to be at my peak or to, to be at my best, right? So it came to a point where I was like, you know what, this is my life. I want to live it, you know, I want to be the author of this shit. You know what I mean? Wherever it's got to go. And I don't want no one to actually sink me, you know what I mean? Or save me at their will, right? I have to be in a space where I'm in control of some of the things that's actually taking place in my life. Because I'm not in control of all things. Because a lot of things I look at are metaphysical in nature. 
So I'm in the things that I'm allowed to have control of, allow me to be in control of those things, right? Because at the end of the day, there is no utopia. There's no perfect moment, right? Life is what it consists of, which is life, right? Yes. And well, a lot of times we think, and I've seen this a lot of times, we think that because we are around millions of billions of other people, that we're not alone. And sometimes you'll find yourself alone, even though you're around billions of people in the world, you'll still be able to find yourself alone. Uh, this whole spectrum, like, how is that possible? Like, you know, it's just so much going on in the world, but I'm just like, I feel like I'm not connected to something or others are not connected to me or, you know, the philosophy on how to actually be wealthy in the land seems to be like something that's so far fetched right but it's actually not right it's the principle of thought that comes with it that actually changes how we look at our finances how we look at wealth and what actually is wealth right and if we say a million people in a room come together and say let's let's put a hundred dollars into this um into this pot and we're going to build these housing complexes right then that housing complex would be built overnight Yep. Right. It wouldn't be, no, we got to do this and do that. No, because they're going to be lawyers there, doctors there, teachers there. There's going to be all types of people in that space where we can actually just go in our inner circle and actually create every framework of this project that we actually need to create. <laughs> right. But because of the separation, you know what I'm saying, of basically oil and water that this society actually a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, perpetuates we lose ourselves either in the water or in the oil, mm-hmm. right? And even though both of them are basically essential for life, they also could be detrimental for life if we're taken off guard um, by being exposed to them. So did you decide that you were going to help others since you had your own struggles in the court system? You talked about doing work in the prison and that kind of thing. So what really motivated you to do that and how were you helping people what motivated me to do that is is seeing from within not without but from seeing within that that struggle that was in there amongst other brothers you know other men you know whether might white black and different doesn't matter amongst other men as far as educational levels you know what i'm saying belief systems value systems you know what i'm saying having a great vision you know what i'm saying for their lives it was absent, right? Mm. And I've learned that by just navigating through the prison system and men coming to touch me and talking to me and asking me questions, you know, and trying to get into my space and what's, you know, how did your spirit get here? And like, you know, how do I get myself here? And what do I need to learn to elevate myself here? You know, and then start looking at the principle of life, you know, and like, you know, I was out here, I was getting money, right? And then it's like, okay, well, the money got you right now because this is where it led you at. It led you into a space of un- of unknown. It led you in a space where you're totally uncomfortable and you can see that your life now is hanging in the balance. And I believe, according to life, that none of our lives should hang in the balance. Like, no, no one's life should be greater than your life. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who thinks what, nobody's life should be greater than anyone else's life. Because that means that life has a way of basically offsetting itself, 
right? So let's say that light turns around. We're looking into the Bible and we're talking about the great flood that killed, you know, the whole world or whatever. That was life basically resetting itself, basically saying like, well, you know, I made a great error. Let me just fix this up real quick. And I'm going to do it in such a dramatic way that they're going to talk about this thing for the next million years, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. We don't want life to reset itself, you know what I'm saying, against us. So when we as people don't set life in the right course for just our individual lives, forget, forget about the collective whole. Just in our individual lives, if we don't do our, our due diligence to set life on a, the right course, it's going to automatically reset itself, right? And this is why we see so much harm in the land. We see so many prison systems. We see domestic violence systems. We see homeless systems, substance abuse systems. That's basically life resetting itself, right? Because yeah. now life is not able to flourish the way that it's supposed to flourish. So it finds itself in very dark spaces and it's trying to come out of it. But it's other systems that are saying, listen, man, you know, I didn't bring you here, but I need you to be here. Right. Because I need you so I can continue to feed off of you. Right. So I can continue to elevate and move myself to the next plane. Right. This is what all these different systems have in common is that they need to stay alive. Because with, without the system staying alive, the person that's actually going through the changes is actually able to break free. It's able to say, oh, okay, I came to understanding. This is not right for my life. I need to put these things right here in perspective. You know, let me start doing yoga or let me start doing meditation or let me start working out more. Or let me just sing songs, you know what I'm saying? Just, for the, just, just to sing so I can change my equilibrium, you know what I'm saying? So I can get myself back on track because I'm here to be a productive entity for life, not for society. See, a lot of times we, when we look at society, we lose sight of our lives, our own lives. So true. We're not here to be productive members of society. We're here to be a productive member for life. Yes. Because once we say society, what society are you talking about now? Are you talking about the Muslim society, or you talking about the Christian society, or you so now you now you get specific, and once you get specific, now you basically tell life, yo, you know, you have no meaning unless you're over here. Yeah. If you're not if you're not Christian, you don't even matter. If you're not Muslim, you don't matter. If you're not Jehovah Witness, or you're not a Jewish person or a black person, you don't even matter. So now life is basically saying, okay, well, how do I change this up? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how do I make this shift that I need to make in order to let humanity know that they're here to actually worship life and be connected to life other than be connected to things or concepts or process systems. Right. Mm -hmm. When I go on the news, I see people being celebrated for catching a football with one hand or I see someone being celebrated because they sung a song and they, and they had a certain high note. Right. I see people being famous because they did something with their hair and things of that nature, right? But all these things are the constitution for life itself. What our life, none of these things that we emulate, none of these things that we're worshiping, all people or or, or situations, where we have any prevalence in our lives. And I think that just that's something that's missing 
which actually propelled me to move on the path that I was on, you know, to talk to people, you know, go leave prison, but come back to prison is to teach, you know what I mean? And, and, and let people know, listen, if I can do it, you could also do the same thing. If I could bring about a change in the world within my life, you can also bring that same change in your life into the world, right? Because we're looking yeah. a lot of times for life to actually direct us when we are the directors of life, right? We're looking for someone to come out and say the right word, or we're waiting for someone to create a system where it could take us to the moon, or we're looking for people to create, you know, the best pods and things of that nature. When all these things that we're looking for others to create in the world, they also exist within us. We're part of the whole spectrum of life. There, there is no separation between life. And that's what I've been looking at. I've been seeing over and over again. I think that's one of the things that hit me the hardest is actually knowing what you need to know, but not doing what you need to know. Right? It's like, yeah. you know, listening to Paul where Paul says, you know, my flesh want to do this. But my spirit telling me to do this, right? You know, yeah. these two entities are actually warring against each other. And it's yeah. like life is warring against life in this society, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be known when, when, when Christine transitioned, she wanted to be known for life, right? Yeah. That's what she wanted to be sure. known for, right? Yeah. I was at a memorial service. I don't know why I went, but I was on a guest. I was a guest on another podcast and the lady laughed at me. But, um, I was with some friends and he was like, we go on to one of our friends' memorial service. He just passed away and we want you to come with us. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know her. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'd never heard of her before. I never seen her before, but I did know my spirit that she was a life force. I was in the land just like me and she's no longer here. So I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I go, you know, and then I went there, I was crying for the woman and everything like that, but I didn't know the woman. It was just the fact that, she was alive, right? She was alive, you know, and she was a 43-year-old woman, beautiful woman, you know, that drunk herself to death, you know what I mean? Oh. She left behind a five-year-old son, you know, what a man. And it was something that was connected to her life that lost value. Hmm. It, was, it was something that I don't know it was there because I wasn't connected to her life. And maybe she didn't even know what it was, but it was something that was connected to her life that allowed her to lose value for her own life. And okay. she found value in another substance that was more proficient in her life. And it just hit me. It hit me kind of hard. You know, it, you know, she was young. She's a beautiful black woman. You know, people that talked about her talked about her spirit. You know, like she was a great dresser. You know, she was... You know, she was a nice person. She was peaceful, you know, different things. But the thing that I saw that was missing is that they didn't talk about the life of her. Hmm. They talked about the life yeah. of things that was associated to her. Mm-hmm. It's the things that they, they found. Like she, man, you could when she came outside, you thought she was in a GQ magazine or you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like she she had a good job and she was making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And it was those mm. things that she was known for for her life, other than the fact that she was just alive. Mm. Right? But 
how do you create that separation or how you could how you come to that determination when a person misuses their life yeah. when a person says that life has no meaning you know i'm just gonna basically just like drown all my sorrows you know what i'm saying or i'm just gonna jump off a bridge because things are just so difficult and i can't get past this moment is is basically like elon Musk said no not elon Musk. and ekhart totally ekhart totally says that you know you want to live your life moment by moment right not by period yeah. by period right when you get when you when you when you when you get to period to period now it's like you got these you know what I'm saying strongholds you know what I'm saying you create these nice little yeah. boxes like this is here this is here this is here this is here and if one or two of those become erupted what happens to you because once mm -hmm. you place yourself into those boxes how do you come outside of those boxes yeah like who yeah. let you out of the box all right so yeah. every saturday every saturday you you cook a, a five course meal right and you got certain specialties you, you got some steak there some lobster some chicken these are your three primary course of ingredients right mm -hmm. and every saturday you do this right you've been doing this for the last 10 years what happens one side you say you know what I'm good. I, I can't do it today. Yeah. I can't do it today. Who, who besides you is going to allow you to rest with that change? That's true. Yeah. Who's going to do it? To you. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to say, yo, you know what? You've been cooking this meal for 10 years every Saturday. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you need a break. I was going to tell you you need a break, but you were just so involved, you know what I'm saying, with this process that, you know what I mean, I didn't, I didn't stand in your way. No, a lot of times you no. want to hear people say, no. she, didn't, <laughs> she didn't cook today. Like she, yep. this is the only Saturday she didn't cook in 10 years. Like what, <laughs> is she sick? Like, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, does she no longer love the family? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, there's something going on in the marriage that I don't know about, right? You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, it, it turns into a certain reality that once you create a process, and that's one of the things I believe in society, once you create a process, it's hard to destroy it. Yes, it's true. No one's going to yeah. come behind you and say, we need to get rid of this. You've been doing this too long. We've been doing this too long. We need to get rid of this. When there's so many other components that's attached to that, because now you cook it every Saturday. Your your son is gonna bring his whole family on Saturdays. Every yep. Saturday he brings up because he don't gotta cook on Saturdays. She didn't got his wife ain't gotta cook either, right? Yeah. The kids ain't gotta come in the kitchen and help them prepare any food because you're gonna be the one that's gonna cook on every Saturday. Right? True. Your husband's gonna have the football games on Saturday because they everybody can eat and drink, you know what I'm saying? And everything is gonna be on you. You're gonna make the yeah. food. The cocktails and you're gonna clean up like you got it going on right so it's understanding mm -hmm. like systems that we create in this world that can actually suppress us or release us right and my journey has been to help other men and women to be released from systems of thought you know what i'm saying of beliefs 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, even cultural values that we have, like there are certain cultural values as that I have experienced as a black man in this land that are very detrimental. Mm-hmm. Very detrimental. It comes to a point where you're placed in a space where it seems like you're accountable for all these different things, right? And there's really no room for error for you. Like you have to mm-hmm. do everything right and you have to do everything right the first time over. Right? Nobody wanna hear about a success story when it's engulfed with failure. Right? Mm-hmm. People always wanna hear about the peak of how something actually took place. Right? Yeah. They're not concerned with all the, the trials and tribulations, the trips and the falls and things of that nature, especially if, if you're still in that situation. Mm-hmm. So if you if you constantly trying to get yourself to a certain footing and you keep falling and you get up and you fall and you get up and you get falling, nobody want to hear that story. They want to hear that. Imagine. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They don't want to hear. They don't want to hear the element of life. They want to hear the fact that you fell. Then you springboard, right, mm-hmm. into the level of success, like, and you was unstoppable. Like nothing, mm-hmm. nothing was able to stop you. Once you put your mind and heart to it, you know what I'm saying? You was able to increase all things. Everything you touch was gold and all type of things of that nature. Yeah. Right. Because they like to hear about fantasies. Yeah. But these systems that we have created against life, they're not fantasies. Mm-hmm. They're real. The yeah. economical system you created with people making fifteen dollars an hour is not a fantasy. It's real life, mm-hmm. right? The the different economical disparities that's actually created in the land, they're not fantasies. Mm-hmm. They're life, right? Yeah. Systems that's actually going against the people as the people strive to make a peace in the world, find a place in the world, are not fantasies. They're mm-hmm. real. Right. Yeah. So I was at an event um, a couple of weeks ago. I know you want to hear about that. I yeah. was on a closed Rockers Island event. Um, according to statistics, 18 people had died in Rockers Island in this year right here by itself. And um, I was working a nonprofit agency and I got close to a lot of men and women that was on my caseload. You know, it was a mental health organization. And it was one guy in particular, he was really tight with me. But what made him tight with me was that his family, they were close-knitted. Hmm. So when they found out I was working with him, they would call me and say, what is going on, you know what I'm saying, with our family member? Right. And I'd be like, I'm going to let you know as soon as I find out. I'm going to go try to find him. So I would be in the community trying to find him. I would call on his phone. I would call his girlfriend's phone. I, you know, I would do all type of different things to see if I could locate him. To let them know that your family is looking for you. They're asking about you. They said pop up. They got some clothes for you. They got some money for you. They got some food for you. There's a family event going on. They want you to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we created a nice bond. And he went to Rockets Island. You know, numerous times he went to Rockets Island because of his mental health uh, disorder. And that was basically the best fit they could have, you know, to try to basically rechannel his energy was to actually put him in prison. Wow. And the last time he went to prison, he didn't make it out. Oh, wow. Right? So I had left the agency. I had left the agency 
and his aunt called me. You know, his name was Elijah Muhammad. You know, in case people want to know, I think he was the 16th person that died in Rikers Island this year. He left behind. He left behind three children, and he left behind family members that really cared about him, cousins, and and I actually went to his memorial service so I could tell you that for a fact. You know, I seen a lot of men in there crying for his loss. You know, it was men in there, it was women in there. You know, us as men, we was hugging each other. You know, I mean, we was comforting each other during this time. And, you know, I went to this event and they had so many people out there, you know, because they was petitioning. They had, you know, congressmen and women and all different type of titles and things of that nature that was out there. And I had a Elijah Muhammad t-shirt on. And so when people looked at me, they knew what I was there for. I was there to represent the loss of Elijah Muhammad. And, you know, you never know what, you know, what you're in store for. So as I'm out there and they're talking and they're bringing different people to speak and they're talking about closing the system, closing Rockets Island and things of that nature, someone asked uh, one of the aunts that she wanted to speak. And she was like, no, nah, I don't want to speak. You know, you know, I'm just here to represent my nephew and things of that nature. But then there was a young lady who was maybe like 19 years old. Her brother had died in Rikers Island in that week that we was out there. And that was her big brother. And he was in his 20s. I think he was 23 years old, something like that. And the young lady broke down. You know, she, it just, it just struck, a, struck a chord in everybody. So the aunt said, I got to speak. You know, I got to speak. So the aunt wound up going to the speaking and speaking about the different systems and how we're not really promoting life. And after she finished speaking, you know, me and the other aunt went over there to talk to her and see how she was doing. We wound up over there crying, hugging each other and crying, you know, and consoling each other, you know. And one thing that stood out to me was that while we was in the midst of, of, of that embrace, there wasn't a whole crowd of people that came around us and started hugging us too, you know, and, and showing us that energy and actually cultivating that energy. It was like a separation. Like this group was here, this group was here, this group was here, this group was here. It's like everybody had their own personal agenda, their own personal yeah. problems of why they was actually there instead of actually being a collective whole, right? And that made me start thinking like, why am I here, right? Because I'm seeing like the collective whole that we need to actually uproot and disturb this system is not there. Yes. Right. It's not just about going out there, speaking, it's actually out going out there and sharing in this raw energy, right? To the point where this raw energy may touch another brother or touch another sister and not be able to go on a path. But by us hiding that raw energy, we're not here. We're not cultivating the new leaders that are supposed to come out because we're not cultivating that new energy. We're, we're not enforcing this raw energy upon each other. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like Sojourner Truth say, ain't I a woman, right? Why does she say that? Because she's seeing a woman being treated as she's mm-hmm. supposed to, but she wasn't being treated as that type of woman. Right. And she said, what is going on? I'm a woman. I got the same body parts that she got. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, I could produce children just like her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Men will have pleasure on my body the same way they have pleasure on her body. What makes her different mm-hmm. than me? Mm-hmm. Right? And it was other women that came around to join the truth that also had that same belief system, that same value system and spirit and cultivated her. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Gave her that energy that she needed to move forward to order in order to bring forth change in our society to the point where we still hear about Sojourner Truth. They have a Sojourner mm-hmm. Truth school in Harlem. They got Sojourner Truth um, sayings and billboards and statues and all different type of things and parks and things of that nature. Why? Because her raw energy was able to transition through the horrific time period that she was in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing beautiful about her time period. It was horrific. Right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we don't understand the horrific nature of what we have allowed to be created within our society. Mm -hmm. But it starts with self, right? It starts starts with self. It starts with self. And and that self turns into raw energy. Yeah. But how do you get that belief in self to really be open to that raw energy? Because it can be there. But if you're not open to it, if you're always closing the door, then, you know, it goes nowhere. It doesn't get into you. It doesn't feed you. It doesn't feed your life force to then create something bigger in unity with other people. So it really starts with something that's going on inside of you. So how does yeah. someone, and, and this is for like regular daily stuff before we even yeah. get to bigger things, like in your everyday yeah. life, how does a person then believe in themselves enough and break free enough and mentally to say, I want something different. This isn't working for me. I'm going to try a path where I'm going to be able to find something different. But a lot of people don't, that takes courage, right? And a lot of people don't have the inspiration around them, first of all, to even start to think like that. And they don't have the support around them to give them that extra oomph of courage. Mm. So it's easier to just like sit there in your space, in your box, and just do whatever is seen as normal. So what would you tell people who are in that space? How can they then think a little differently or be a little bit open to what might be able to feed them? I made a post earlier today on my Facebook page and my post said, channel your life into the unknown, Hmm. right? Hmm. It's about being at peace with yourself, right? Yeah. And yes, I know it's, I know it's scary. I know it is. I know it's like one of the most scary things that can ever happen to you. Just like, let go, like let go and let be like, what it's going to be is going to be like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I know whatever it's going to be, is going to be for me. Like you, it's understanding, like, you know, you have the right, you know what I'm saying? To, to mm-hmm. elevate, you have, you have the right to live and to be at peace within yourself. Yeah. Right. You can have a whole plate full of, of food, but it's all poison. You're not going to eat it. That's right. True. It may look good, but if you see somebody come and sprinkle some poison on you, you're like, oh, I, can't. Uh-huh. Uh, I just messed up my appetite. Like, I can't, I can't eat now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to have to do something else. So mm-hmm. it's like not always like sometimes just taking a step back from you. Like, yeah, I've, I've learned this. The, the you that you have taken the time out to create, a lot of time is not the you that you were supposed to create. True. Right. You 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 do everything in your power to make sure that this you that you have created becomes a testimony of you. Mm-hmm. That everybody's gonna know you for this thing that you have created mm-hmm. or this thing that you have done, right? 
But you got to ask yourself constantly, this thing that I have done, this thing I've created, does it bring me peace for me? Yes. Right? It's not in the things, but does it bring it peace for me? Like, am I able to be at peace within myself without these things? Exactly. Without without this identity, yeah. would I still be me? Mm-hmm. You know, without this car or somebody say, yo, you know, only thing I wear is polo. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only way you only wear polo, polo, by polo existing and polo creating polo, you know, the man that created polo and then sell it to you. Right. Yeah. He could have just he could have just made polo clothes and just wore his own clothes. He didn't even have to put True. it in the market. You know what I'm saying? You'd have to go into his basement and steal some clothes if you wanted to wear those clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah. they're not on the market, right? So it's like how we how we choose to identify ourselves. And I and see a lot of times we identification is short-sighted. Mm-hmm. It's only according to what we actually can see or perceive or what others actually present to us right right but how do we refrain from being identified with anything like say for instance you get a you you say for the next 60 days i'm not going to identify myself with nothing mm-hmm. if somebody say you're a nice person say no 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 i'm 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 just here i'm yeah. just here I'm, I'm i'm not a nice person i'm i'm mm-hmm. just here right now if somebody says you know Oh, I, I like the way you wear those pants. Those pants are nice to you. I'm gonna go home and change my pants, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause I don't want to be identified with the pants, right? Right. It's like doing like real strategic things to, to break the monotony of how mm-hmm. you're being identified, mm-hmm. right? You're being identified because you have money, right? right. Go online and tell everybody, I just lost all my money in the stocks. Mm-hmm. I don't have no more money. I'm broke. Even if it's a little white line, see what takes place after yeah. you say that. Yeah. See, see, see how you disconnect yourself from it, mm-hmm. and then how others disconnect yourself from the money, and then how others will also turn around and disconnect themselves from you. Mm. Right. See, yeah. see what that process looks like for your own life. Like, remove those things that actually try to identify you to mm-hmm. make you into this type of being. You know what I'm saying that you can't come out of because now right. it's, it's 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 like basically like a, a turtle in a shell, right? Mm-hmm. You stuck inside that shell. Yep. Right, and it's not on. It's it's not until you say, you know what? I'm too. I'm getting too big for this shell, man. My muscles is bulging. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My spirit is on fire. That you actually, you know, come out of that shell and create a new one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's giving yourself the ability to create new shells for your life. Just look at the transition of just the turtle mm-hmm. on how it goes from a little speck to coming this big metamorphous yeah. thing, right? How did it do it? Right? Just look at that that little process of how it's moving. One little shell, one and they collect those little shells and put the little shells up and they sell them on eBay, right? Yeah. And see how people will actually gravitate to that concept. Right. You know, one thing that I just want to mention now you talk about the turtle, because I'm in Barbados and we have turtles here, is such a good metaphor. You know why? Because there are signs here and they always tell people if you see baby turtles on the beach, because mothers come onto the beach to lay eggs and all of that, 
So if you see little babies on the beach, don't pick them up. People always want to pick them up and go help because they're walking towards the water, right? And people have this instinct of, oh, let me go help the cute little turtle and put it in the water. No, the turtle is supposed to make that walk make on their walk. own. Oh, that's what that's strengthens right. them. That's what strengthens them. And that is a metaphor for life. You that's know, we talk about life. how you can't wait for anyone to do it for you. You need to do it for yourself. And, you know, it's the same thing. You know, don't wait for someone to pick you up and help you yeah. and make it all easy and smooth for you. You know, it's that rough and tumble that we go through that really strengthens us in the end. That's what builds the character that can see us through because life is never going to be all smooth. You're going to meet some bumps. So you got to know how to handle those bumps. When you handle one, then you know, okay, I can handle the next one that comes. So it's so funny that you chose the turtle as an example because that's such a really good metaphor. They have to do that walk on their own so that they can then become that big you know, turtle. mighty turtle that we know in the end. And yeah. they're so, they look so vulnerable when they're babies. So you're so spot on. They look so yeah. vulnerable. That's why people want to pick them up and help them. Yeah. But they're stronger than you think, you know? And our spirits are the same way. When our spirits are yes. tapping into new spaces, into new territories, when when new thoughts and concepts come uh, new to our spirits, our spirits are vulnerable at that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... We can't allow things or people to pick us up, you know what I'm saying, in our space of vulnerability. We have to be able to tap into that and just keep moving forward and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get to the edge of the water. Yeah. Right? And when I get to the edge of the water, I know I'm tired. The water know I'm tired, so the water's going to bring a little wave in and grab me and pull me into mm -hmm. the water. I, I got this, so and now the water's going to drag me into the, you know, in, yeah. into its pool, right? And this allows us to be not only strengthened but free in the thought that we can we can transition we we, mm -hmm. we can make these different changes in our lives like right. we don't have to be locked down into a certain concept or to a certain belief system mm -hmm. or a certain value that has been created in the world we don't have to be connected to that it's yeah. like in the winter time i'm i'm in i'm in new york so you know the winter time is here and a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, it's cold and things of that nature. But I remember being in Canada in a maximum security prison at 16 years old with a thin coat, right? Mm. And no one's talking about how cold it was up there, right? Mm. And then next thing you know, my body adapts to, to the cold because it has no choice but to, yes. right? It, now it becomes a natural thing for us. We, we have to be able to adapt to the new things that take place in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I always, always want to have the right tools and the right resources to move forward and make changes. Sometimes we have to make ourselves uncomfortable so we can actually become comfortable because yeah. that's the only way for us to actually become comfortable, right? Yeah. We have to actually, we have to give ourselves a pat on the back on the different transitions that we must take in order to get where we need to mm -hmm. be going. None of us. None of us know True. where we're going to go in the springboard of life. We just know that we're in the springboard of life. We don't know if it's going to jump yeah. us 100 feet, 1,000 feet. You know what I'm saying? We don't even know if it's going to try to propel us backwards. We don't really know. But life yeah. moves forward. When we, when we, when, when we start retracting our lives, we lose the essence of our lives because our lives are meant to elevate. 
It's, yeah. it's meant to increase. There's, there's nothing else here for us other than for us to increase. Mm-hmm. And and True. and and when we when we when we start seeing our lives like that, then we can start taking purpose for it. We can say, yeah, I can go on a march and fight for somebody that lost their life because that's a loss of life that's in a land that I'm no longer able to experience, right? I might've ran into this person five years from now in a cafe when I was down and out and they said a kind word to me and they uplift Mm -hmm. my spirit. I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna have the opportunity no more because this life force is no longer here. When When we look at it in simplicity terms, then we can see the true value of what these life forces are mm-hmm. and what they constitute for our existence. You know what I'm saying? This man yeah. could have been a man that married my daughter. He got killed at 13. He could have married my daughter at 21 years old and they could have mm-hmm. had a beautiful life together, but he's no mm-hmm. longer here. Mm-hmm. Right? We, when, when we start seeing the connected dots for our lives, then we're actually able to snuggle basically in the folds of it like you know what i'm saying to say yeah. like oh this is this is awesome and this is like my yeah you know, it's the best blanket mm-hmm. i ever had like there's no other blanket yeah. like this i, I don't want to get out of bed today i know i got mad stuff to do i'm gonna do my zoom call from the bed i'm gonna mm-hmm. actually put my my screen behind it so they don't know i'm laying down right it's <laughs> different things right there's different things that when we find an embrace and a cover for our lives we won't we don't want to let go. And I yeah. think that's one of the things that will help a lot of us that's actually going through new transitions is not letting go of the beautiful things for our lives. Like yeah. holding on to the beautiful things that's in our life and say, yo, man, I'm just so happy that you're here, that you showed up, man. I was looking for you the other day. But I just miss you when you turn the corner. Like now, now, now you're here for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so happy that, you know what I mean, that you actually took the time out to stop with me and, you know what I mean, have a conversation with me. You know, to point me, yeah. point me in the right direction. You know what I mean? To give me a sense of uh, of comfortability, of, of sensibility, of purpose, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a blessing for life to give you a sense of purpose. We may yeah. take it for granted that you have a sense of purpose and that you're you know, you lined up the right way, you know what I'm saying? And nobody can't break their stride. That's a beautiful thing. It's not just a powerful thing. It's a beautiful thing because it, is. it happened to you. It happened to you. Mm-hmm. And you probably never thought it would happen to you. But like, oh, man, you know, same old thing. You know, I'm waking up in the morning, have me some cornflakes. And somebody call you and say, hey, man, you know, I got this meeting for you. You know what I mean? And I'm going to treat you out to lunch. I need you to come and talk to me about this. I ain't got to have cornflakes today. I'm going to go out here, you know, and have this meeting and have me a nice, you know, three-course meal and, and really enjoy myself and have some laugh amongst my friends or my new potential friends and things of that nature is not getting caught in a rut. Yeah. You know, not saying that this is this is constantly going to be the same thing. Like, you know, I... I come from, the, you know, I studied the Bible. I know the Bible. I taught the Bible. I did these different things. So when I run into a certain type of men, they always try to bring me back into that, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, this is the only commonality that we have. And I say, well, you know, if you say you study the Bible and you don't study humanity, like you don't, you don't strengthen humanity, then you didn't, you don't, you didn't study the Bible, right? Yeah. If, if you say that you study the Bible and you don't have 
10 friends or 20 friends that's closely knitted where y'all can build a system together, then you never studied the Bible. Yeah. Right? That's what it's in the Bible. Faith that's without works is nothing. It's dead. That's right. Yeah. Peter said it the bread. Right? So if you don't look at the example of the, the apostles when they was when they was building their own community and they had the people who said they're gonna sell up their wares and then their house and their land and they're gonna donate to the apostles so the community can flourish, then you never read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? You thought you read the Bible, right? But you never read the Bible because you missed high key notes, principles that are set there for you to learn from and for you to develop. So I do my best to strive to stay away from systems that are not elevating one another as humanity. Mm -hmm. Right. If life, if if life force is not your number one rule, then there is no rule. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. When you lean into your purpose. Yeah. Your purpose, your purpose is you, but it changes. That's yes, one of the things that a lot of people don't see. Your purpose is always evolving. You go it up, is. down, up, down, up, down, up, down, because you have to go into different spaces. You got to go into, you might lose these different things that make path for something else. But when we look at laws, we don't see that as a transitional space to learn mm-hmm. from, to grow from, to develop new models of things. You know what I'm saying? To make sure that, oh, okay, all right, I, I, I'm on a whole new spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in a whole new space. You know, I just, I just met some different friends, right? Where I can, I can go in the store and have a conversation with you about Pepsi. And it mm-hmm. seems like we have the greatest conversation in the world, but it's only about Pepsi. But we know, learn a couple of things about Pepsi and what Pepsi can do and how it benefits life or how it doesn't benefit life and, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Is, is taking yourself to, to that new plane, but also knowing that you have the value to do so. Yes. Right? Because yeah. we you know we have all these different systems of, of, of elevation, but we forget that we are the, our greatest system of elevation. It's true. And we're meant to be always evolving. Life is about movement. It's not about staying stagnant. It's not about That's things right. staying the same. Even when you try right. to make things stay the same, they don't. You can't, you can't force do it. it. So you may as well flow with it. That, and that's that's the key. That's the answer to your own question. You know, you you have to flow with your flow, right? Yep. You got you got you got to flow with it, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like martial arts. You know, if you know one person about martial arts, you use the other person weight against them. Yes. You don't use your weight. You don't use your force. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You become very yeah. fluent. You know what I'm saying? You like a feather in the ring, yeah. right? And when somebody grab you forcefully, you take their strength, they grab you forcefully and move them to the next space. Right? Mm-hmm. This is this is a principle that we it's it's kind of ironic because all the principles that we search out to elevate ourselves. They're right in front of our face. It's true. It's so the true. The turtle, the feather, you know what I mean? The water, the oil. Mm-hmm. All those things have principles in them that if we extract them, if we take out the core elements of all those different things of life that has developed themselves around us, and we create, our, we create a map, you know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. We we would we would see how Allah is appointing us in a certain direction. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's true. How how we're being pinpointed or poked for certain yeah. things. Like you always, yeah. oh why we get I can't get away from this. It's keep getting yeah. poked and Yeah, like, oh yeah. You just, you get I know all about that. Why, yeah, see, you know, it's like what happened? What's going on? I'm just chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I know our time is running short, but I, I wanted to say something like it was one day that I was walking out of block and I was in my space, you know, I was listening to my focus music and I was just jamming. And when I looked around the block, though, I don't know why I did it, but I looked around, the whole block was empty. Like no one, no one was on the block with me. So that actually gave me more confidence to just vibe and just to my yeah. music. And out of nowhere, somebody bumped into me. Boom. And I stopped because I didn't I didn't say that to the person at first because I was so perplexed because I, I said I know that nobody was on this block but me. Right. So when the person bumped into me, kept moving, I just looked around first to find out if there was any crowds of people that just popped up out of nowhere listening some music. It was no one on the block. It was huh. just me, and he popped up out of nowhere, and he bumped right into me. Huh. And I looked, and, and I said, I said, sir, why did you bump into me? Like, you so see? He was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, no, I said, I'm, just under, I'm just trying to understand, like, why did you come into my space? Yeah. Like, because no one, there's no one else here. Like, you had, you had room, the whole sidewalk. Yeah. The, the, the maneuver but you you came into my space and my spirits told me and said the reason why he came into your space like that because he's had a spirit of unrest and you are not mm. so he wanted to he wanted to destroy your peace spiritually his mm. spirit wanted to destroy your peace because you you was at a peaceful space within yourself right so right. that's just a lesson learning for me that i automatically just wish to share with other people now, a lot of time when you find yourself in a certain space and you don't have the right spiritual counterparts around you, mm. it will do its best to disturb your peace. And it's nothing, yeah. it's not it has nothing to do with you. Like my back was turned. So I wasn't I wasn't swaying from side to side. I was I was walking straight. He came into my space and said, Oh, let me let me hit this person, right? You know what I'm saying? He might have had a path that I didn't know that he had created for himself that actually, you know, imposed him to hit, to hit my hit my being, hit my person, so he continue on right. his path. Because a lot of times people would sacrifice your path for their path. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So it's 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 about being fundamental and basically in love with yourself, love in love with life, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And everything it has to offer, like whether you may view it as good or bad, it's not for you to determine because you don't know what yep. it is. Yeah. You don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's about tapping into the unknown and doing your best mm-hmm. a lot of time to stay, to stay in the unknown. Like I know, I know it's uncomfortable yeah. to not know something, you know what I'm saying? But you would know what you need to know when it's time for you to know it. Right. But if mm-hmm. you continue to challenge the unknown, for the known, you will only know the known. You will never know the unknown. Very and, true. And and that's going to take a lot away from your life by not knowing the un- unknown 
and not allowing it to have his, his basically his day in court. Yeah. You know, Lisa Nichols said something like that that stayed with me. She said, you know, you, and I'm paraphrasing, but she said, you feel your purpose and just don't worry about the how. Just know what it is you want to do, what you're meant to do, and just forget about the how. Just get moving and let it happen. But don't worry about the how. Because when we think about the how, that's when we get all tied up in our heads, right? That's when we get in our head about, okay, so what if this happens? Okay, maybe I shouldn't try that. Okay, let me hold back. And we go over and over in this loop in our heads and we stay right where we are. We don't really move forward. We we don't, we don't. So I love that. That's the unknown. Yeah, we sacrifice, we sacrifice our unknown for a piece of bread we already ate. Yes. For a taste of something that we already experienced. To go That's somewhere true. that we already been. Yes. Right? We sacrifice yeah. our unknown just to keep partaking in something that's already been known to us. I already know. And that we probably what, don't like. You know that you don't, don't like, it. like it. You might, yeah, you might not even like it. You might not even like it. Yeah. You might go to a party and they serve steak, but they steaks a a a a, a raw or, or or medium rare, and, and you like the mm-hmm. steak well done. But you can't tell them to go back and say, "Yo, I need you know my steak to be well done" because I don't like medium rare. No, you had a medium rare party, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got to partake in this medium rare tradition that they got going yeah. on, and you got to say this, the steak was awesome. Right, because yeah. you trying to you trying to get a grant pass, or you know you trying to you you trying to give some money raised for for your for your organization and things like that. So you got to subject yourself to being spaces that you don't want to be in, that you don't even need to be in, but you sacrifice yourself by being inside of those spaces. When right? sometimes you may have outgrown those spaces, you, you might have outgrown, those outgrown that taste. That's not your taste anymore. That's not your preference That's right. anymore. That's not your space That's anymore. Right. And you That's know correct. it. But it's what you know, so you stay there. Yeah, 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 and that's what that's what allows us to have a new taste of life, mm-hmm. right? Is basically going to a pot, you know, and saying, "Well, what comes out, I'm I'm going to eat it." You know, I'm going to I'm yeah. going to enjoy it, right? Yes. And I think that's one of the parables I actually came to Peter when he was saying the clean against the unclean. The Most High said, who are you to say what's clean and unclean when you have made nothing, right? So it's like, you know, going into that pot and what comes out, you know, you build on it, you know what I'm saying? You create a new process, a new idea, you know what I'm saying? You, a new vision for yourself, a new purpose that grabs you, you know, grabs you by the horn. Instead of you grabbing it by the horn, it grabs you, you got to allow something to grab you by the horn to take you where you need to go instead of you always want to, being in control of, of taking yourself because you might take yourself to a space that you don't want to be in and you yes. won't know it until you get there. Right. You know, right. this is yes. the gift that I see that all of us have, that all of us should be able to partake in and that no one has control over life. You see this picture yes. behind me, you know, this picture behind me is, is a path. It's a clear path. You don't see nothing there. You see mountains on the mm-hmm. side, you know, you see trees. But at the end of the day, it's a clear path. But if you keep looking, you'll see that it just disappears in the background. Mm-hmm. The further you journey mm-hmm. away from your path, that path that you created, it disappears. 
You got to allow yes. a lot of paths you created to disappear, even from within your own life. In yes. order for you to have freedom of life and to see life on a certain level, a lot of things that you have associated yourself with, you have to disassociate yourself with. In order yeah. for you to be let free go. from something, yeah. you got you to gotta be able to let go, yeah. the art of letting go, mm -hmm. right? Because there's something down that path that's waiting for you, but you got to get there. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to get there. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's amazing. So well said, Nathaniel. I really want to thank you for being here because you covered so much in this time. I mean, things that can really change lives if people are willing to take it in and just think about it. Just think about what it means yeah. for yourself, for your own life and see where it goes from there. That's right. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Um, definitely. It's a pleasure. You know, anytime I'm going to tag you again, because when you play a tag, you know, you could come back yeah. and tell me, you know, that's going to be a great Thank thing. Thank you. Yeah, it was, also, you know, it was a pleasure. And I'm just happy to connect, you know, with anybody. You know, like I always tell my my host, my co-host, Jeannie, I tell her, you know, the things we create today, somebody going to see 15, 20 years from now. Yeah. Right? So that's the pleasure of it. You know, it's not just for today. It's for our tomorrows, too. But we, we have true. many. You know, we have many, and even if we don't be here for the many, we have many because we have created children and those children have created children, those children create children. So we have many, you know what I mean, that will see this and be able to learn from it and to grow from it, you know, because yeah. that's what we're here for. We're here to move life forward. It's so, so true. And now that you mention it, make sure you tell people about the name of your podcast and where they can find it. Oh, the name of my podcast is I Am The Data. You can find me on um, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm on there, you know, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. I I'm enjoy on being on that podcast. Can't wait to be yeah, there again. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Google Podcast, good, Amazon good. Podcast, Spotify. I'm on, I'm on multiple different um, platforms. So just punch in I Am The Data, and you'll actually find my great, Great guests, my great conversations. I have one of their, um, Christine Franklin, you know, and that was an awesome, awesome podcast. So look into that, you know, see what she's doing on, on other angles and different, you know, spaces and how she's actually helping other leaders grow as she seeks for other leaders to help her grow. Yeah. And you and Jeannie are doing a great job. So keep it up. I will be listening for sure. And yeah, I can't wait I for our next it. conversation. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. And for everybody, you heard it. Get comfortable with the unknown. That's what Nathaniel told us about today. And that's exactly what I'm going to take with me because I know that that is so rewarding at the end of the day. It's rewarding one way or the other. Either you learn something or you get something rewarding in your life or you make something rewarding that can help people. But yeah, that unknown is just there waiting for you to deliver so much more than you imagined. Yeah, just tap into it. You know where to, to find us. You know where to find us and we can have a deep, more deep, in-depth conversation about it so we can help one another grow. Perfect. Couldn't ask for more. That's right. So thank you for joining us and have a powerful day.